everybody, Monty here. Sorry I've been out of action for so long. Um, I, of course, have, like, family life in school going on, but also um, one of the children gave me some kind of terrible respiratory plague. It wasn't COVID. I got tested and everything, but I guess just kids were bringing home some kind of disgusting illness from school, and I caught it and it laid me out for about a week or two, and then before I was even done recovering from that, I pulled a muscle in the gym or something and I was in the ER for muscle spasms I couldn't like use the right side of my back for uh like a few days at least but I'm good now uh I'm gonna be posting content here soon um for now saving my ass again is uh Raz or uh at Razzy Girl R-A-Z-Z-I-G-Y-R-L um or Reverend Raz on the Discord. Uh she has her Ohio Helper Part two out that I will be posting here. Again, I love it when you guys um write and narrate your own stuff and get it to me because it takes a lot of pressure off me, gives me something interesting to post. Um coming up we have something else special too that I'm hopefully gonna get done this week. Um that's basically another um fan submission. It, it's really hard to call people fans because they are actively participating in the community and writing their own content, essentially. So we'll just say another writer also has something else coming up, um, and I think you guys will appreciate that as well. For now, enjoy Ohio Helper Part 2, and more mainline content is on the way. She had come along while I was out checking on neighbors, trading crafts and gossip. It looked like she'd been sitting on a little garden bench waiting on me for a good while. Her knee bobbed at high speed, but her eyelids were half-closed and her head drooped almost to her shoulder before I called out a cheery, Hey, kiddo, how's things? She shot to her feet, hands immediately going to the strap of her backpack and the hammer hung from her awkwardly slung tool belt. My heart broke a little at how very young she looked at rest, and even more at how quickly she moved. On her feet, she was a baby-faced, gangly teenager, with the stretched-out look of someone just finishing a growth spurt. She wore scuffed hand-me-down clothes and incredibly worn walking shoes. Her hair looked to be finally growing back out after a too-short cut, sticking out in awkward, feathery brown wisps. Oh, hi. Are you... I was told to look for a very yellow house with a big wire flower under an oak tree, and yours was the only one with a flower. Your friend over in Lima sent me with a couple jars of elderberry jam, said to tell you thanks for the tomatoes. Is it Lima or Lima like the bean, anyway? I forgot to ask while I was there. She chattered like a kid who had been saving up words for a week, and I smiled. It's supposed to be Lima, but the town sign always makes me think of beans. Speaking of, I was just about to get started on making dinner. Want to join me? I know that was quite a walk. It would be downright rude not to feed you after all that. A quick smile lit up her entire being as she nodded and followed me into the dandelion yellow house. We get more refugees at the change of seasons between the wretched cold and the smothering heat, so I had been half waiting for the next new face for a couple of weeks. Sometimes they come one by one, 
sometimes in tiny clusters of oaks that cling to each other as if the very sunlight might wedge itself between them. But whatever their number, they always come on foot. Fuel is not exactly rationed, but it's expensive. Too precious a commodity to spend on transporting common people. It's generally saved for farm equipment and emergencies, so anyone making the trek away from danger would be alarmingly noticeable in a car. Used to be that it only took about six hours to get from Indiana to here, but times have changed, especially for the folks trying very hard to avoid notice. Passing word hinted that things were getting bad out that way again. We may still have power, but there are certain things it's safer not to put in spaces that can be traced back to you. When things shattered and we lost most of the big traditional ag lands to the fundies and other factions, Ohio gained importance again, became the substitute breadbasket for what remained of the civilized states. They tried to keep hold of Indiana, but really only hold a chunk in the north, enough to let Canada feel a little bit safer about control of the Great Lakes. I wonder about them sometimes when I wonder about family I haven't heard from in years. Wonder about the endless fields of corn that would reach up overhead and turn late-night drives into the quiet part of a horror movie. I wonder, but I don't know much. Only what I hear from people walking through. Indiana is one of those things that one doesn't just go searching for or typing about, after all. Once the door shut behind her, she introduced herself as Jenny, and then seemed to suddenly run out of words. Jenny, it's okay. You don't have to tell me anything you don't feel like saying. You don't owe me your story. You don't owe me any service. And you've already helped me out bringing that jam. It's my favorite, but it's a hell of a walk for a cantankerous old bat like me. If you feel like helping me cook, you're welcome to. Or you can take a rest on the couch if that sounds better. I take sacred hospitality seriously. She looked at the couch, but then shook her head and followed me to the pantry, helping to reach down a pint jar each of corn and peas from the top shelf. She seemed more filled in, standing across the kitchen island from me, like her soul had finally caught back up to her body, and she filled in the companionable quiet with stories about the last few helpers she had met up the line. Auntie Lynn's puppies were adorable, and her son had finally fixed that busted bathroom door. Aunt Millie's garden had done well this year, everything except the blasted tomatoes. Rabbits had decided they were the tastiest thing in the garden, so she really had appreciated the bushelite center. We're all aunties along the lines, ready with at least a glass of water and directions, but more often a hearty meal and a safe spare bed, maybe even some hand-me-downs and an errand to use as an excuse to get to the next stop. The walk to safety is a long one, and we worry about our nibblings. It's not the kind of trip you'd take on a whim. Hello everyone, Monty here. Just a reminder, there's no ads or sponsors for this podcast. I mostly just do it for fun, and most of my help either comes from my musician, vocalist, fiancé, or... Also, uh, things like this where people from the community will submit things to help me out, lighten the workload. Um, 
if you ever wanted to be more a part of the community, it's a Discord server called the New American Wasteland, which the only easy way for me to link it is to tell you to go to my TikTok at Letters from 2035, and there's a link tree there that gets you into the Discord server. Um, once you're in, there's all sorts of channels. We talk about almost everything. Um, if you're a vet, there's a bunch of vets there. If you're a queer person, there's a lot of queer folks there. Um, and it's where a lot of the ideas and brainstorming for this show comes from. So if you're ever interested in being part of that process, get on our Discord. Also, if you ever want to help me out um, or help support the podcast monetarily, there is a Patreon, uh, Letters from 2035 on Patreon. It's like a $5 patron fee or whatever, and it helps me out, and it keeps me going on some things. Sometimes I use the money to buy equipment that I need. Uh, otherwise, I'll let Raz keep going with her submission here, and you have a great day. Jenny finally hit the edge of her composure as we settled on a dessert of warm biscuits and the elderberry jam she had carried such a long way. She really was just a kid for all her height and dark eye circles. She had a long day after a long walk, and she was finally in a safe enough place that she could break down properly. So tears rolled down her cheeks just as she bit into her share of fluffy quick bread and dark purple sweetness. I reached my hand halfway across the table, and she grabbed onto it like she was slipping down a cliff. I, I, oh God, I loved him there. My big brother, he, he wasn't, they thought he was, they put him on the front. They said he could redeem himself in martyrdom. Said even abomination could be redeemed through sacrifice. Elder Thomas had been looking at me, but Danny turned down his offer for me. Said I was too young at fourteen. And they broke in at night calling him sissy, calling him worse. They said Elder Thomas would take headship of me in the morning. I couldn't move. I froze. I couldn't stop them. They barely even looked at me. I'm only a woman. We have to obey. I couldn't move until it was quiet. And then I didn't try to look for him. I just... I just ran. I just ran. God help me. I just ran. I sobbed with her. Nobody cries alone around me. I stood up carefully and walked around the table to give her a hug. She leaned into my shoulder and wailed out some of her anguish, shaking like a leaf in a thunderstorm. Sometimes feelings are just too big for words, so I let her find a little bit of stillness before I spoke. Oh, kiddo, I wish I had the words to fix things. You didn't deserve this. He didn't deserve this. But I bet you that his only hope is for you to get away, to get safe. If he loves you enough to keep you safe from a powerful old man, he loves you enough to be glad you didn't get caught coming for him. I know that doesn't fix anything, and I know that doesn't make it any better. But I know that he loves you. I hope you know, too. Sometimes... None of the choices we get are good, and we can only do whatever we can in that moment. And what you could do was run. However much it is in that moment, however little, one does what one can. If he thinks you got away safely, I have no doubt in my mind that he is so, so very proud of what you could do. I got her settled in the guest room with a glass of water on the nightstand 
and a stack of cozy quilts on the floor beside the bed in case she needed them. As I closed the door behind me, I was struck once again by how young she really was. Too young to carry that kind of weight on such stringy shoulders. Too young to be bought as a breeder for an old bastard. Too young to be so alone. Too young to have run so far and feared so much already. If she wants to rest tomorrow, I'll let her sleep all she needs to and cook up a storm. If she wants to keep moving, I'll dig out some arthritis remedies to pass along to the next auntie, since season change is always hell on her knees. It's easy to feel powerless in the face of this despair, but I can at least do that much. One does what one can.